what's going on? It's Jesse Lee and call me hashtag boss Lee, other people's mentor. It's episode 300 of the show. Wow. Wow. That's wild. That's wild. 300 episodes. Thank you for being along for the ride. I know this is going to be a longer episode, but it is one of the probably most powerful trainings I've ever done. It is on negativity and how to switch your mindset around it. Um, I was inspired to do this training from notes that I took from Think Like a Monk, which is a Jay Shetty book. So feel free to tag Jay and me on your Instagram uh, when you screenshot this and put it in your story. This was me training some of my leadership core um, a bit ago. You'll notice it's not from today or anything like that, but it is so powerful. And I hope all of you start training higher level leadership stuff. I, I hate getting on leadership, quote unquote, leadership calls where there's literally no leadership training. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you're going to develop leaders by teaching them nothing. So at any rate, this is a really powerful training. I hope you love it. I hope you get value out of it. If you do, please tell a friend, share, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Today is Money Monday on episode 300. And today's winner of $300, you have... You have 24 hours. It is 10 p.m. Central right now. You have 24 hours to claim your prize by screen sharing it, putting it in your Instagram story. I will cash app you, PayPal you, whatever you want. The winner, <clears throat> listen to the episode. I'll tell you later. Love you guys. <laughs> so this, uh, today, again, I said I wanted to train about, or from this book, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. I am really loving this, really loving it. And I think... I've mentioned this many times, but patience was probably my biggest weakness. And I used to be like, oh, Scorpio, right? Like the burning, you know, like the snapping on people and whatever else. And thank God I kind of learned that lesson maybe 10 years ago that that's probably one of the most unattractive qualities of a human. Leave the moons and stars and suns and skies out of it. Uh, nobody cares. You're being mean. I had to learn that, right? Uh, the hard way, of course, by really being the person that I, I snapped too much for sure at, at, um, at my, my team 10 years ago. And so this chapter that I'm going to train from is all about negativity. And it's not because I think any of you are inherently negative people. That's not why this chapter spoke to me. I just thought, wow, this is so powerful. And so, um, and so I'm going to go through it. So the whole chapter is around the evil king goes hungry and it'll tie together at the end of the training but the evil king goes hungry is just such a powerful thought before I even explain where I'm going with it because I think some of your minds are running to things like oh the evil king's gonna go hungry because nobody wants to be around them or the evil king goes hungry because they're intolerable to live with or whatever it is and you're gonna see that there's no wrong answer to that it's it's that and everything in between and so um I can't say really any of these names properly any of these monks names are all like Sanskrit and like very cool I'm not cool enough to say them but I love this and this is going to be the premise really of the training which is it is impossible to build one's own happiness on the unhappiness of others. And that's Daisaku Aikida. Daisaku Aikida. And so right off the bat, there's a to-do. And so this is something that I have actually started doing. And so I've been keeping a journal nearby me at all times so that I can call myself on this. It is impossible to build one's own happiness on the unhappiness of others. So this is an exercise that I thought is unbelievable and 
it's all about the cancers of the mind because the more positive you become as a person and as soon as you understand you do control your brain, uh, you can change your whole entire world. And so the exercise about the cancers of the mind is that um, you need to first of all keep... Josh Heath, seriously? I can't mute him. I don't have control over anything. Yeah, yeah, you better be sorry. I'm just kidding. It's fine. I was like, Heath iPhone, good heavens. All right, so keep, like, now I need to do a tally because I just got a cancer in my mind. I'm kidding. I was like, ooh, where's the baby? I want to see the baby. But keep it, here, here's a, a exercise, okay? So keep a tally of every criticism that you speak or you think. And so this whole training today is actually going to be a lot around reprogramming our minds because it is so important to leadership. And not only are you going to write it down, but more importantly, for each one you think or speak, you have to write down 10 good things about the person. Because this is hard. Like Brooke's face just like popped out of the screen, right? Because here's kind of the cool thing that I have experienced from doing this already just for a couple of days is that even the people that quite frankly drive me crazy, like don't want them as my friends, don't want them as business partners, don't want them in my life, don't want them around me. And that's okay, by the way. That's okay. Your boundaries are okay. Every person is more good than bad. That just profound, oh my goodness, to, I was like, holy smokes. And this is, I mean, y'all seeing why this book is like making me be like, I need to slow down and read this book like 94 times, right? If you, if every time you thought something like, wow, seriously, you, you unmuted, I, I didn't even think this, but I'm going to pretend you unmuted yourself in the middle of a champ call, the audacity, I have to be like, well, he's put up with me for like 15 years or 13 years or something absurd. Well, he gave me Charlie. He's a really good dad. He's funny. He buys me shoes. He cooked me dinner the other day. He did the dishes. I saw him do the dishes. He put Charlie. No, he didn't do that. Hold on a second. Um, he took, he folded, he, he tore down the cardboard the other day. That was nice. He shows up at my house and says hi to me. And number 10, he loves my doggies as well and comes over and loves I'm like, all right, so even Josh Heath has 10 good qualities about him. All right, moving along. And just taking that moment to, uh, you know, to, 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 to re-ground yourself, um, I think, is going to put your negative and your positive thoughts into context. It also, in a very quick way, will make you a lot more uh, sensitive to gossip. Because you'll start to notice it more. You'll be like, oh, I don't have time to write down 10 qualities. I have to leave this conversation. Like, I don't have the time. There's 22% off sale. I've got to go. I have got to go. All right? Because bad things do happen. We're all, um, we're all victims at some point in our life. But if we adopt this victim mentality, right, it is so, so dangerous. And so, um, again, I, I think we need to remember something that this book talks about and I kind of just hit on it when I mentioned gossip but negativity is so contagious how many of you agree with that now how many of you went to LCD I know a lot of you went to LCD 
Okay, so how many of you loved LCD? Did anybody love LCD just out of curiosity? I literally can't even see who's on here. I don't even know how to, I, I literally don't even know how to use this flipping, this flipping iPad. Okay, whatever, I'm just gonna stop trying. All right, this was so amazing to me. We learned about what in LCD? What was like the drama thing we learned about? Yes, Nicole, the drama triangle. She went like this. She started throwing up Illuminati signs. All right, no, I'm kidding. All right, but we started, we learned about the drama triangle. And the crazy thing is the day after LCD, I was blowing up the phones, shutting down drama triangles right after this core group of leaders was in a training about the drama triangle. That's how easy it is. It's like, how many of you have noticed how quickly it is to slide back into past patterns? It's so easy to backtrack into the old ways that we've done things. And so any groups that we gather around, it's like, I don't, it's, this is not in the book, but I, and I forget who said it, but it's just like being in a barber shop, right? If you sit in a barber shop long enough, often enough, what's going to happen? you're going to get your hair cut, right? Negativity is no different. It is literally no different. And I, I think this is very interesting. In this book, it's talking about how human brains are literally wired to conform. It is called group think bias. Your brain would rather not deal with conflict and debate. It would much prefer to lounge in the comfort of like-mindedness. And that's not a bad thing if we're surrounded by, say, monks, that's what he says. <laughs> but if we're surrounded by gossip, conflict, and negativity, we start to see the world in those terms, right? Like how many of you, you're perfectly fine with something and then somebody calls you and is like, can you believe that Jesse Lee said blah, blah, blah? And you're like, I didn't even hear it like that. And you're like, huh, maybe she did say it like that. Huh, maybe, oh my God, I can't believe it, right? Like, Oh my gosh, that is probably what she meant. She probably did mean that I'm terrible. I missed multiplier and she was congratulating the people who hit multiplier. She must have meant, oh, I know. She must have meant I'm a lazy sack of crap because I didn't hit it. She wasn't trying to congratulate Amber. She was insulting me. But that, that's what we do, right? And then we get in these super toxic they're not always triangles, right? Sometimes they're squares and octagons and pa parallelograms and other geometry things, okay? And next thing you know, you're, you're in this crazy toxic whatever, you know, and you, you, can, you can't even see which way is up. Have any of you ever experienced that before? You're like, how does that happen? I got brainwashed. There's nothing wrong with you. It's literally just what happens. The more negativity that surrounds us, the more negative we become though. How many of you notice that? You're in such a good mood. You're in such a good mood. And then somebody comes along and you're like, all right, I'm not here anymore. Now I'm here. And then it keeps going. And now you're like, no, I'm not here. I'm here. And then it goes, oh, why am I here already? What the hell? Now I'm out by the dumpster already. It went from here to here really fast. Because it's so, so contagious. It's like, it's, it's the same reason I like to say, this isn't in the book, but I like to say, you got to give yourself like five minutes and that's it and just cut it off. Don't even bother calling the friend and saying, oh my God, did, can you believe blah, 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 blah. Like, oh no, 
right? Over and over again. Like just cut it off. Give yourself five minutes to internalize whatever and then be done with it. Because scientifically speaking, the research has proven and shown that even people who report that they feel better after venting are still more aggressive post-gripe than the people who never engaged in it. Oh, I mean, I, I highlighted that. That's not even circled. That's highlighted, okay? This group think, this is how crazy this is. There's this experiment. I'll just show you guys the photo, okay? This is the photo. This is this experiment where it's like, here's the line, okay? And they ask people which one of, like, they ask, is this the exact same length? Okay, this middle line, by the way, it's very obvious when you're looking at the book. It's very obvious that there's one line that's the exact same length. Like, it's not, it's not a secret. Like, it's, it's super obvious. So in this experiment, they literally had actors in a group say if the line was equal or if the line was smaller or if the line was bigger. So they're lying. So, like, let's pretend Jenny's an actress, Katie's an actual subject, and Lizbeth is an actress. So I say, okay, here's card one, everybody. Now on card two, is there the same size? And Jenny Lynn's like, no, mm -mm. no. And Lizbeth's like, no. And Katie's staring at it like, it's definitely the exact same. No, 75, 75% of people will conform when they know it's wrong. That's how, I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. If you think about it, that's probably why people jump on these little trends so much. They jump on the negativity so quickly, you know, on TikTok or whatever is currently popular on Instagram or on whatever, right? Because they're like, oh, I know this isn't, you know, the right thing, but it's okay, right? It's okay. Like, I know better. I know better. Yeah, it is kind of like the escalator story, right? So I love this right here. So this, I don't know how to say this, at the Bhaktivedanta Manor, <laughs> the temple's London outpost, there was one monk who drove me crazy. Uh, if I asked him how he was in the morning, he'd tell me about how badly he'd slept and whose fault it was. He complained that the food was bad and yet there was never enough. It was relentless verbal diarrhea, so negative I never wanted to be around him. Then I found myself complaining to him about the other monks. And so I became exactly what I was criticizing. Complaining is contagious and he'd passed it on to me. So next time you're in a leadership situation and you're thinking to yourself, should I engage in this conversation? He actually talks through it. I'll give you some examples. Just back away from the conversation. I know for some of you, it's your family. For some of you, it's your close friends you're in business with. For some of you, it's like your sisters you're in business with. Just back away slowly because the more negative our attitudes are, the more likely we are to have negative attitudes in the future, right? Like, I don't want to call her. I mean, her camera's not on, but I know she's here. Like, thank God Sydney talked to me after the first Empire U when she had an issue with something, Right? She just came to me. We had a conversation. Instead of going to 900 people, I think she did go to somebody and they were like, you need to have a conversation with Jesse Lee like right now. She's like, oh, it's an uncomfortable situation. You need to have a conversation with Jesse Lee right now. If she hadn't, she would have gone into the next, she would have gone into playbook having the same energy of being upset or the same energy of, oh my gosh, I bet you that this situation is going to be just like this. 
instead of seeing it from whoo, maybe it's different. So next time you're on the phone, like, oh, somebody doesn't see me or somebody doesn't appreciate me or something, just stop the conversation. Just stop the conversation dead in its tracks. You have that power. Now, here's something really cool. He says there's different types of negative people. Okay. And this is going to be kind of fun. Um, I will take a photo of this and I'll put it in, um, I'll put it in the champ chat for us. Cause I want you guys to do this for two reasons. Um, and I'll explain in a second. So, cause I know it's going to be kind of fast, right? So there are different types of negative people. Negative behaviors surround us so constantly that we grow accustomed to them. So think about if you've ever had the fault, these following in any way in your life. Okay. One complainers. Like the friend on the phone who complains endlessly without looking for solutions. Like their whole life is a problem that will be hard, if not impossible, to solve. <laughs> do any of you have these people from your past, right? Where you're like, oh, my tarnations. Yes, I sure do. Okay, it's like no matter how good life is, you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, the next one, this one, this one, I, this one made me laugh. Cancelers. Cancelers are people who take a compliment and then spin it on you. Like, you look good today becomes, oh, you mean that I looked bad yesterday? <laughs> Lizbeth's reaction was so good. Okay, but that's literally MVP multiplier, right? Hey, congratulations on MVP multiplier. You're so awesome. Oh, well, does that mean that I wasn't awesome last month when I missed it? What? Who? Huh? What? What? I didn't say that. What are you doing? Right? I love this laughter. There's so much, la there's so much giggling going on at this because I feel like you guys are already doing part of the exercise, which is going to be to identify people. <laughs> I feel like you're making the list now. You're like, oh, I'm like Sansa over here. Let me make this list and check this sucker twice. All right. The third one is casualties. These are the people who think the world is against them and blame their problems on others. I guarantee you all had somebody pop into your head for that one right? Um, critics, critics who judge others for either having a different opinion or not having one for any choices they've made that are different from what the critic would have done, which is more like, I do not like your opinion. Okay. You ever had somebody say that? I do not like that. It, I, do, I do not like the way the training zooms go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is, I feel like this is a facts are not a tax moment, right? <laughs> um, commandeers. Oh wait, no, this is commanders, not commandeers. Commanders who realize their own limits, but pressure others to succeed. So if you've ever had somebody say something like, you never have time for me, even though they're really busy as well. You ever have anybody like that? They command, they demand something, but then on the flip side, there's no equality in the relationship. Um, another type of negative person, competitors. And not in the way maybe, I know we have competitive people on here, but hear me out. Competitors who compare themselves to others, controlling and manipulating to make themselves or their choices look better. They're in so much pain, they want to bring others down. Often we have to play down our successes around these people because we know they won't appreciate them. And I'm going to go into this quite a bit because he goes into it quite a bit. But there's a lot of this. And this is actually the one that I think our core unit can work better on. Um, unfortunately, I know not everybody 
in the champ group is on this call. And quite frankly, for this one, there are definitely faces that pop in my head that I know are probably celebrating Christmas or something. They're not on here right now. The people that have a difficult time celebrating other people's success. I don't understand that, right? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that because I, I can't relate to that. That, I definitely have negative tendencies. Don't, don't think I'm perfect. Good Lord. Okay, that is not what this call is about. Okay, that's why I'm reading the book. And then you learn best by teaching. So I am teaching myself. Okay, but I will tell you, um, as an example, if we look at when somebody is celebrating something, say in the champ chat or on a champ call or on a uh on a team on the whole team call or something like that or breaking champ or breaking pro champ or eight or nine or ten or legend or whatever and like it's the same people who celebrate do you know why it's the same people who celebrate it's because they feel like they're in competition with that person like it's almost i'll go into it in a minute but it's almost like they think they can't have success if Amber's winning or if oh geez heaven forbid Sydney wins well then there's not enough room for Courtney or well if Amanda's winning then there's then there's no room for Stephanie if Kayla's gonna sell all the ketones then there's not gonna be any left for Kelsey if Jamie Lynn's doing this then well if Jesse Lee's recruiting all over TikTok then I might as well not even get on TikTok because she's gonna recruit everybody like check yourself how many of you have honest to God you're like oh god crap that whoa geez ugh. or like the people that get on people's you know, I don't know, six, seven, eight calls. You know what I mean? And they're like, I'm really happy for you. <laughs> and you're like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute here. Okay. You know, we're all different. Let's compete with ourselves. If there's anything I think as an overall group we can work on when it comes to negativity, I would say it's the competitor one. So far, do you guys agree with me on that? Like as a leadership core? When I was reading this, that was the one. So, I mean, so for sure that I identified as probably our group's biggest weakness. And then controllers. The controllers are the negative people who monitor and try to direct how their friends or partners spend time, with whom, and what choices they make. So the kinds of people who are, you know, negative in the sense of, you know, you can only do what I say when I say it, with who I say it, with, with whatever, instead of saying, hey, kind of like I said at the beginning of this call, like, there's different ways to do this. I want all of you to step into your leadership. I like that you have your own teams, your own swag, your own whatever. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. All right, so now here's what the assignment is inside of this. Have fun with it, okay? He says, seeing if you can think of someone that fits each one of those is step one. But the real point of it is to help you notice and frame these behaviors when they come to you. So when you go, oh God, I am doing that critic thing where I don't like your opinion. Whoa, 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 right? I think that's super, super powerful. Um, and this, I think, is a really powerful line that I highlighted. They said to, um, to treat the ashram, which is like the building they live in, I guess, with six other monks uh, treat the new home as a hospital where we are all patients. Becoming a monk, detaching from material life, was not seen as an achievement in and of itself. It simply meant that we were ready to be admitted to a place of healing where we could work to overcome the illnesses of the soul that infected and weakened us. 
Now look at this. When it comes to negativity, this is what I would write down. No one's immune to this, okay? No one's immune to negativity. None of us, we're all human, okay? Now, this is what I, I highlighted. In a hospital, as we all know, even the doctors get sick. It's powerful, right? Nobody's immune, right? Everyone has different sicknesses. We all have different weaknesses, whatever you want to call them. And as long as you understand you're still learning and it's not our job to judge other people's, I'll call them in this analogy, health problems. They're obviously not health problems. I'm obviously talking about uh, negativity problems. Um, then, then you are able to win. So don't judge somebody with the different disease, right? Don't expect anyone to be perfect because there's no such thing as perfectionism. Oh, it's Madeline. I'm like, who in the heck is here? Hey, come here. You're okay. Come here. You're okay. All right. You're okay. All right. So instead of judging other people's negative behaviors, instead of judging other people's negative behaviors, we can actually flip them. So the example of the people, have you ever been told, oh my gosh, you know, I don't have time for that. Come on, come on. Y'all are leading big teams. You've been told, I don't have time for that. You've been told, I don't have time for, for a coaching call. I don't have time for the questions. I don't have time for whatever. I love this. So when somebody says to you, oh, you're too busy for me. You don't have time for me. You can say, write this down because I think it's so good. I'm going to use this on people all the time. Like this is like one of the coolest little turns I've ever, I've ever read. Quote, should we find time that works for both of us? Oh, come on. Like, how good is that? How good is that? Should we find a time that works for both of us? I'm obsessed with that. Okay. So I mentioned working on backing away from um, that negativity. And there's an entire section, obviously, of this chapter that goes over it. Hey, hey, baby. It's okay. Okay. All right. So... Reversing the external negativity is what this entire section I'm going to talk about walks us through. So the first thing is becoming an objective observer, which means having an awareness around this. So taking the step back from the emotional charge that's in the moment. So some of us probably then just need to work a little bit on pausing before responding. <laughs> difficult. I know. Remember I mentioned the patience thing. I mentioned that was my big thing. You could just give her some love. That's your girl. Um, I mentioned the patience thing from 10 years ago when I was terrible at it. The first thing I wanted to do was respond. The first thing I wanted to do is jump down their throat and okay, hold on. I'm be honest. I'm so imperfect about this. Some random girl on TikTok today came at me because she asked if I did mentorship. And I said, um, I, I did my whole like scripting and everything and whatever. And she said, oh, I'm not interested in the ketones. Um, I want you to mentor me. Um, I'm not going to buy any of that stuff. I don't want it. And she like called him dumb or something like that. Like she said something that I was like, oh, that like, like, oh God. And I literally typed this whole thing and, and, oh, and then she wrote this message that was like, um, maybe if you would explain more than these little short answers, you would get more interest in your business. Which like to me, like, I, I mean, I was like, all right. And I'm not, I'm not even lying. I clapped back at her like that. Like I was, I, and then I literally went, oh my God, delete, delete, delete. Like, thank God you can delete messages on TikTok. Cause I was like, Jesse Lee, like don't even give her that energy. And so when you start to look at things a little differently as, like I said, that objective observer, you can approach negativity differently because, um, you, you just don't internalize it as much. 
So it's the idea of having that emotional programming where it's like, if somebody is nasty to me, um, some of you are thinking I cannot be happy or feel good for myself. You know, some of you, when somebody says negative things to you, you internalize it and you take it so personally, right? These people, oh, it, it only leads on my side. Well, oh, well, she's going to get all of it. Oh, well, well, uh-oh, spaghettios. Well, okay, well, I snapped at her and then I unsnapped at her and then I was nice snapped. Okay, well, whatever. I'll have to pray for myself because whatever. That's terrible. Oh God. I did not know. Well, oh well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oopsies. I just look like a total psycho. That's fine. All right. I think I did say something like I am not the one, but anyway, now I am the one. Now I am the turd that snapped at her. So I need to go back into my monk book and have a moment. All right. Good Lord. Jesse Lee. I swear I responded before I read my chapters today. Okay. So I was just in the wrong mindset around it, but do I need to say 10 nice things about Wookiee right now? <laughs> oh my God. Good Lord. Okay, hey, hey. We can't do this right now. No, we can't do this right now. Yes, I know. Can you get her somewhere? Please. They were so quiet. All right. Okay, hold on. Where was I? I was over here talking about negativity. Okay. So I love this. I would write this down. Negativity is a trait, not somebody's identity. A person's true nature A person's true nature can be obscured by clouds, but like the sun it's always there. And clouds can overcome any of us any of us. So I'm gonna read it again because Wookie was destroying that for all of us. Negativity is a trait, not like not someone's identity. A person's true nature can be obscured by clouds, but like the sun it is always there. And clouds can overcome any of us. We just have to understand that when we deal with people who exude negative energy, we wouldn't want someone to judge us by our worst moments, right? Like we wouldn't want to judge Wookie in her worst moments right now. We wouldn't want to judge Jesse Lee clapping back on TikTok Messenger having, oh God, I'm so concerned with what she's going to say. Oh God. Okay. So let's make sure we're not doing it to others. Um, and just a good reminder, you know, you can say it however you want to say it, but hurt people hurt people, right? Hurt people hurt people. The people who take the time to post the really aggressive things on social media, do the psycho TikToks, do the whatever it is. Guess what? Like when someone hurts you, it's because they're hurt. He says, when someone hurts you, it's because they're hurt and their hurt is simply spilling over. They need help. Ooh. Now, hold on a minute because come on, some of you have this savior complex. Don't misunderstand what I just said, okay? This is not you putting on your, your hero cloak and saving the world, okay? It's just identifying that when someone hurts you, it's because they're hurt. Their hurt is simply spilling over. They need help. And as the Dalai Lama says, if you can help, help others. If you cannot do that, at least do not harm them. Identify when people are clapping, clapping, clapping all over social, all about you and diagnosing you with things and whatever else. Like you don't have to be that person. And that's when it starts walking through this in this book. And I love this. Back away slowly. 
Because from a position of understanding, which is really what you're seeking to do, you're not seeking to save. Some of you need to write that down. I know your personalities. You're not seeking to save. You are seeking to understand. You are better equipped to address negativity. Simplest response is slowly back away. This is a boundaries conversation. This has been the one thing that I have done better this year in my entire life. It was a big weakness of mine. I had a very hard time cutting people off. Very difficult time setting boundaries. 100% wanted to be, I'm attacking Sydney. It was me too, uh, for sure. You know that. Like I wanted to save everyone. I had this, oh my gosh, but they're, they're on the team. Oh my gosh, but they were my friend this year. Oh my gosh, but they're family. Oh my gosh, but one time eight years ago, they helped me with this. Oh, but this one time they wrote me a card. Like I had this whole thing in my mind, the savior complex thing. Um, and a lot of the time that, that response that is most powerful and simple is back away, back away. Some of you are letting people are allowing people to influence you. As he writes in this book, you're being influenced by people that actually interfere with your values. And if I just told you all this stuff, even the doctor gets sick, it is affecting you. It's impossible to not be affected. Do you see why I'm reading this book like 11 times? Like I'm like, I need to read it again and again and again and again, right? Like it's like a therapy session in the book, right? You allow people to start to alter who you are as a person because of their value system. So if you want to, he says, cleanse yourselves of the negative attitudes that clouds your outlook, then you need to let go. And the letting go of people, even if you still have love for them, he says, gives you freedom. And freedom is the only condition for happiness. So he says, I encourage you to purge or avoid physical triggers of negative thoughts and feelings. So I'll give you guys some examples. He says, like that sweatshirt your ex gave you. Or stop going to the coffee shop where you always run into a former friend. Because if you don't let go physically, you'll never let go emotionally. Okay? All right, so... This is cool. This is a cool, cool little um, strategy he has. This is called the 2575 principle, if, you, if you're taking notes. For every negative person in your life, have three uplifting people. How cool is that? Like, I love that. And he says this is around people where it's a family member or a colleague you can't get rid of. You know, like maybe it's that, maybe it's your top earner or something, you know, on your team is just like the most horrific human you've ever met. And you're like, I mean, I have to talk to them sometimes, don't I? But like, what do I do? Okay. Have, it says for every negative person in your life, have three uplifting people and try to surround yourself with people who are better than you are in some way, whether it's they're happier, they're more spiritual, they're physically better, they're emotionally better, they're financially better, whatever it is. Okay. Um, just like in sports, of course. Right. And he said to, to be careful, be careful to not, um, where's it? Sorry. I, I was listening to two different things. Um, he said, be careful to not take it so literally that you label each of your friends as boom, negative, boom, positive. Right. Because again, the one in 10 thing we all have, we all have, um, um, good and bad qualities. Something I think is really powerful and something we can do even better on um, as this champ group moving into 2021 as hopefully hopefully some COVID restrictions and stuff lift up. I had a conversation today with Sasha. Sasha is going to come fly to America pretty soon here and spend quite a bit of time here. So I'm really, really excited for that. We'll see if we can get some more Germans and uh, Europeans in general to come over. But 
Um, anyway, so he says, don't just spend time with the people you love. Grow with the people you love. I'm saying it again. Don't just spend time with the people you love. Grow with the people you love. And I think that is so powerful because this is what we, this is what we should be aiming to do. Like we can spend all the time of the day in the champ chat being goofy and silly and funny and building friendships. That's important. But are we growing together? And that's why it's so important that we stay students. And if we're not all going to stay students, at least I'll stay a student and then I'll get on the call and then I'll teach you. So you're a student too. You know what I mean? But he says, take a class, read a book, do a workshop, do something, right? And the word in Sanskrit is Sangha, S-A-N-G-H-A. This is the Sanskrit word for community. And it suggests a refuge where people serve and inspire each other. And I really think that that is more than anything, what I'm looking forward to in 2021 is more of our community of champs to be the community where we are genuinely serving and inspiring each other. Like last week when I said, who's all in for 2021? Thank you. Those of you who did text, um, that are all in, it's really cool to know who is going to, who, who, who's, who's it. You know what I mean? Because those people can be that community. Those people can be that refuge for people. Those people can be the community that does serve and inspire the overall community, right? What are we overall going to do as, as the empire in 2021? What are we going to take into action? What are the things that we are going to do that just take stuff to the next, um, the next level? Um, I do feel I wasn't, I didn't highlight this, but I do think just based off of who is on this call, cause I know all of you, I think I should mention this. Um, it says one of the things you can do. To re- okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry again. Um, one of the things you can do is you can allocate time. So those of you who are concerned because some of the most toxic people, you know, are in your organization, you can't get rid of them necessarily is it says, if you can't remove it, regulate how much time you allow a person to occupy based on your energy. Okay. Some challenges we face only because we've been allowing them to challenge us. So he says, there might be some people you can only tolerate for an hour a month. Some for a day, some for a week. Some, some of you even know a one-minute person. And he said to consider how much time is best for you to spend with them and then just don't exceed it. Don't exceed it. I know sometimes you might feel obligated. Like, I have no idea. I'm making something up. I'm not speaking to anybody, okay? I don't know of any of this drama. But some of you can't stand, I'm sure, just because it, it is network marketing. Some of you can't stand your sponsor, like you want to like, you, you're, you're closer to like choking them out for Christmas. All right. Then, then getting them a gift. All right. That's just the reality of the situation. All right. Well, maybe you should, um, you know, allocate the appropriate time. You know, yeah, Chris, you know, I don't, I think this doesn't apply to Chris. Your sponsor is stuck. Uh, but anyway, you know, that's your mother. All right. But anyhow, um, consider how much time is healthy for you to spend with them. Is it healthy for you to spend the, I, I don't know how many Zooms people are doing and I'm making up hypothetical situations, but you know, maybe it's not healthy for you to spend this Zoom and that Zoom and this Zoom and that Zoom and this power hour and that da, 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 with somebody that you know is killing you, right? And then this one, I highlighted none of it, but this is what this team needs for sure. Don't be a savior, okay? If all someone needs is an ear, um, he literally recommends listening without actually listening, like listening with no intention to actually solve anything, just letting them talk so that they can, quote, take their own brilliant advice. 
<laughs> like they're not gonna let some of these people are gonna listen anyway so why are you trying to save them right they're not gonna put the life jacket on okay they like being miserable let them be miserable stop being their saviors um it says in jewish rabbinic tradition it is advised quote don't count the teeth in someone else's mouth similarly don't attempt to fix a problem unless you have the necessary skills some of you have people in your relationships in your businesses and whatever that are drowning and you don't even know how to swim so you're in there trying to help them you don't know how to swim now both of you are drowning and then someone else has to come and you got to call the lifeguard then who's you know lisa mom whatever right help we're drowning right not good not good okay all right. And so, um, how is it? Our, this is so good. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to zip through this really fast. I'm not going to elaborate on any of it because it's so good. Cause I want to get through the evil, the evil King thing really quickly. Okay. So first of all, talking, it talks all about, of course you can buy the book, etc. but it talks about, um, do not be the person who's envious. And it talks about, this is, this is called reversing internal negativity. Envy's catty cousin is schadenfreude, which means taking pleasure in the suffering of others. When we derive joy from other people's failures, we're building our houses in pride on the rocky foundations of someone else's imperfection or bad luck, and that is not steady ground. In fact, when we find ourselves judging others, we should take note. It's a signal that our minds are tricking us into thinking we're moving forward when in truth, we're stuck. It's powerful, right? If I sold more ketones than you did yesterday, but you sold more today, this says nothing about whether I'm improving as a ketone seller. Oh, snap. The more we define ourselves in relation to the people around us, the more lost we are. Stop worrying about Brittany being rank eight and Sydney going for rank seven and Jamie Lynn going for rank eight and Stephanie hitting rank seven and Amanda going for rank eight and whoever else is going for whatever else, et cetera, et cetera. Who cares? It literally affects none of you. But we get so focused on what other people are doing that we are not, we are, we are being toxic to our own minds. So he says, letting go doesn't mean wiping away negative thoughts, feelings, and ideas completely. The truth is that these thoughts will always arise, but it's what we do with them that makes the difference. And the key to real freedom is self-awareness. And if you think you are too small to make a difference, he's talking about negativity, right? Like the little, bzz, bzz, bzz. if you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. Petty negative thoughts and words are like mosquitoes. Even the smallest ones can rob us of our peace. And so quick little assignments. I'm not going to go through all kinds of stuff. I love this. I'm going to read this evil king thing and then I'll let you guys go. First of all, audit your negative comments. I want you guys to keep a tally of the negative remarks you make over the course of a week and thoughts. Because the cool thing is that it'll change right away. Your daily number will literally go down. So today you might have 40 negative thoughts. Tomorrow you might have 30. Then it might go to 20, 10, 5. Maybe we can get to 1, right? But audit your negative thoughts, okay? Now I'm going to read this really quickly, all right? Um, this evil king thing. Okay. Sometimes reacting, sometimes instead of reacting negatively to what is, we negatively anticipate what might be. This is suspicion. Does that make sense? 
There's a parable about an evil king who went to meet a good king. When invited to stay for dinner, the evil king asked for his plate to be switched with the good king's plate. When the good king asked why, the evil king replied, you may have poisoned this food. The good king laughed. Well, that made the evil king even more nervous, and he switched the plates again, thinking maybe he was being double bluffed. The good king just shook his head and took a bite of the food in front of him. The evil king didn't eat that night. What we judge or envy or suspect in someone else can guide us to the darkness we have within ourselves. The evil king projects his own dishonor onto the good king. In the same way, our envy or impatience or suspicion with someone else tells us something about ourselves and nothing about them. Negative projections and suspicions reflect our own insecurities and get in our way. If you decide your boss is against you, it can affect you emotionally. You might be so discouraged that you don't perform well at work or practically you won't go for the promotion. I mean, this has got to be hitting some of you square between the eyes, my God. Either way, like the evil king, you're the one who's going to go hungry. Oh my God. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And the last assignment to do, I know I couldn't go through everything I wanted to today, but we're already three minutes over. Try this, he says. Try reverse envy. This should be easy. Make a list of five people you care about, but also feel competitive with. Come up with at least one reason that you're envious of each one, something they've achieved, something they're better at, something that's gone well for them, and ask yourself, did that achievement actually take anything away from you? Now, think about how that achievement benefited your friend. Visualize everything good that has come to them from this achievement. Would you want to take any of these things away if you could, even knowing that they would not come to you? If so, this envy is robbing you of joy. Envy is more destructive to you than whatever your friend has accomplished. So spend your energy transforming it. And that is so applicable to our business because I know there are people on this call that envy the rank sevens. And there are people on this call that envy the rank eights. And there are people on this call that envy the people who got the $1,000 cash bonus for Christmas already. And there are people on this call that envy the people who had MVP multiplier every single month or train at Empire U or teach on stage at GoPro or whatever, 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 whatever. She said her name more. She forgot to say Megan George. She didn't say Jenny. She likes Charlie more. What are you talking about? How is me loving on Charlie affecting anything? In a negative way. It's affecting my sleep, I think, but that's okay. It affects Jenny's sleep too, so, you know, it's fine. <laughs> like, take that sometimes when somebody... It, it just goes back to what I said earlier. You know? Like, even if you don't like the person, what are the good things that have come from their life? What are the good things that are happening in their life because of the success they're having? And if you can start to find that in your heart, I will tell you the way God works, the way the universe works, whatever you want to call it, more blessings will come into your life. It's just the way it works. We're all at different stages of our business. So 
when you're making that list of five people you care about, but you're also competitive with, get excited for them. I want you to actually feel joy for them. Because here's the thing, you're human and I'm human. I am wildly jealous and envious in a way of Stormy and of David Minitia and of Eric even, and sometimes of Fraser. And sometimes, like, it's very easy for me to come up with five people, but I'm so proud of them. Nah, I out earn her. She's cool though, right? Like, like, <laughs> she's so cool. But like, wh- like, what are the things that their lives are so much better because they're having success? And I will tell you more of that success will come to you because it's coming from a place of joy in you for other people. So this book has been amazing. I hope you guys love that training. I hope you got so much out of it. Oh my goodness. I told you it was going to be fire, fire, fire. So if you got fire out of it, as always, screen share, put it in your story, subscribe is most important and leave a review. We are officially the number 10 ranked podcast in the world. What on earth? So cool. Love you guys so much. Today's winner, $300. You have 24 hours to claim your prize is How Did I Live Before Knowing Jesse Lee by Jazzy5299. Five stars. How did I live before knowing Jesse Lee? I literally have no idea. I first found Jessie Lee on TikTok. I was attracted to her insane confidence in who she is and what she offers. After getting stuck in a scrolling phone hole of gaining so much value from her TikToks, I found her on Instagram, where I then found out she has a podcast. I've only been listening for a week, and I can already feel a massive shift in my mindset, in my business, and in the way I show up on social media. Thank you so much, Jessie Lee, for providing us all with so much truth, raw business advice, and always give, give, giving. Well, here we go. Give, 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 girlfriend or boyfriend. $300 is yours. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you leave reviews and subscribe to the show and share with your friends. Tag it in Instagram story with your biggest takeaways from Think Like a Monk and Jesse Lee. Ciao.